Welcome to the Business of Beers podcast. This is the place where we help entrepreneurs expand their business, build their wealth, and generate passive income. I'm your host, Brian Beers, an entrepreneur who's on a mission to inspire growth from everyone around me. Remember that you need to take the action others won't, and you can live the life that others don't. Please be sure to check out my weekly newsletter that now drops every Thursday. It includes one quote, one tweet, one podcast recommendation, plus some business and investing insight from me. It's short and it's sweet. My goal is to provide you with just a couple gold nuggets to help inspire your growth. Go to brianbeers.com to subscribe. Hello, everyone. I'm excited today to bring you Kim Moreno. Kim is the Director of Franchise Development for Shrunk 3D, the world's first and only 3D scanning booth. So we're going to learn all about this. So welcome to the show, Kim. Thanks. It's great to be here. All right. So I probably butchered that. So describe Shrunk 3D. <laughs> so I know it's not... This is you know audio, just us talking, obviously, for video. But yeah. uh, describe to us Shrunk 3D. Like what? What is it? Well, Brian, you did a great job. Basically, Shrunk 3D is a mobile 3D scanning studio franchise. Um, customers will go into the booth and within a third of a second, their entire picture is taken, all 365 degrees, um, head to toe, everything. There's 95 cameras that are used to capture a perfect high def replication of the person or pet or thing that's being scanned inside. All those images are then uploaded by our corporate team, and they're used to create these incredible statues that make really wonderful keepsakes of cherished moments. Hmm. And so how, how big do the statues, how big are they? They're available in prices that fit pretty much any budget. They start at around three inches tall and go up to 12 inches tall. So there's something for everyone. Okay, Awesome. So a franchisee buys it's a booth, right? So we got like a, it's like, a like a trailer like a, that they're they're pulling, uh, and then so t t walk through like how do they how do they make money? Like what kind sure. of events do they do? Where do they go? Uh, the most successful franchi franchisees are spending a lot of their time getting involved in their communities. They're going to go to media day for the football team. They're going to go to marching band fundraisers. They're going to show up at cheerleading competitions, events within their community where there are lots of kids dressed up in costumes that parents want to commemorate that memory for. Um, those are what's going to make the best statue. Showing up at the farmer's market is great, but you're going to get a lot of people who are there shopping for expensive fruit. They're not looking for a custom statue of themselves at that time. So our most successful franchisees are the ones who are creative within their communities, finding those events that are going to be the best to their bottom line. Um, they'll also be setting up their own pop-ups. Like it's Halloween coming up soon. A perfect op opportunity would be reach out to the local HOA. Let them know, hey, we're going to park our booth at your clubhouse on a Friday night from five to seven. We'll have candy for the kids. Come trick-or-treating and get your scan taken. Because everyone spends so much time and effort on their Halloween costume. What? For the flat picture that lives in your phone and lives on social media and on the wall. That's not what we're doing here. These are high def custom statues that become part of your home decor, which really, I mean, when the house is burning down, these are the first things you're grabbing. <laughs> I got it. Um, so like, yeah, so the Halloween uh, high school, the other ones you talked about is, you know, getting involved in the military, uh, when, when loved ones are, are going or coming, right. Um, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, Shrunk 3D has a national contract with Army and Air Force. 
All franchisees are invited into their local base to participate in special events like what you said. When you're a mom and you're saying bye to your kid and you don't know when they're coming back, having this statue means so much. And as a franchisee, the opportunity to provide that statue is really what we're going after here. Um, we heard stories of kids who take statues of their parents in their school backpack every day. Well, it's cute. Uh, <laughs> so what are they? Um, look, talk to me a little bit about the pricing. So you said there's like three different sizes. Uh, what was the shortest one again? Three inches, two inches? Three inches three is inches. available at retail for about $90. And that 12-inch statue is available at retail for about 300 But you can buy statues in every inch interval. And there's prices through the gamut. Yep. So it's var- it's varied. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's more to size, not necessarily like how complicated the the statue is. Yep. Now, there is a small upcharge for things like, um, gosh, if you're doing a fundraiser for the local marching band and some kid comes in with his giant tuba, there is an upcharge yeah, for okay, that whole something. instrument. Yep. Okay. So, so then for the franchisees, so that the to talk about some of the like the franchisees you have already because it's a new franchise. Just for perspective, how so how many how big is it now? How many franchisees do you have? We've got twenty two franchise franchisees for thirty two territories. Yep. Okay. And gosh, they run the game. Some of these guys are coming from a tech background. Some are really heavy into engineering. Others, real estate agents. They see the value of being. Um, connected within their community. We've got some people who are near retirement age and are just looking for their second act. Because this franchise concept is so turnkey, corporate takes care of everything on the back end. Franchisees only need to go to events and find events and market for those events. It is not a difficult position to be put into. Okay. So are most of the franchisees in this kind of like a, like a part-time gig for them? Well, that's an interesting part. Some are. Some are still keeping their full-time job. They're doing this as a side hustle. And we've got some incredible success stories that paint that picture. But corporate really wants more. They want to get rid of those weekend warriors. There are so many people in your community who will benefit from having these statues available to them. And if you're only going out 5% of your time, that's leaving a lot of underserved people. Yep. Yep. So then how do how does the the franchisor help with with people to I don't know figure out these events and like cuz a lot of it's kind of creative of like you know you start listing these things out and they're like oh that makes sense right, right. So Talk to me about like how do they go assist in in helping them go and, and find these leads cuz it's not really like a marketing thing like I don't think people are like searching for this and they're coming right it's it's more outbound like you going to them showing them what it is and then them kind of you know obviously inviting you to the event. So so how does the franchisor assist in in that process? Yeah. So Brian, it is funny you said that um that people aren't really searching this out, but they are definitely starting to. Now that we have a bigger presence on social media, we've got those 22 franchisees, it is definitely starting to grow. Where franchisees are seeing people reach out to them to schedule to um, invite them to something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but once a franchisee comes into the system, we've got a business development specialist who's going to help them make the most of their Facebook event page just to find what's going on in their local community and how we can better enhance that event by being a part of it. In addition, we also have, um, Slack channels for all the franchisees to be a part of where they're going to share best practices. 
what event did I do last weekend that was successful? What event did I go to that was not successful? And maybe you can avoid having that same pitfall, but everyone is in this together and they're all, all these boats are going to help raise the tide. Okay. So, have you, have you, so, so talk to me about the bat. Let's back up a little bit. How was the company founded? Talk about the leadership team, uh, like yeah. how this whole thing hatched. I think it's a pretty good story. I, th- I remember hearing it before. So. It's a great story. This is a product of Micah and his father playing around, figuring how do they make the most of their pictures and how can they create this as a tangible 3D item. Um, they then partnered with Zach Peterson and the two of them together started doing this in Zach's garage. They used downspouts, taught their families how to weld things to make this work, brought it around in downtown Charleston and saw there was definitely a market for this. People were coming up to them. They scanned at um, parades for holidays and uh, they got a lot of letters from their HOA saying, what are you doing here? You can't have a business here, which then um, resulted them to think a little bigger. They went to one of their first trade shows and quickly had that relationship with Army and Air Force who said, we want you on our base. You got to come to us. A couple of weeks later, they heard from 30 other bases nationwide. You've got to travel across country. We want you. Zach has a background in franchising from his family franchises. He was once a franchisee himself in a different sector. And he said the best way that we can service all of these bases nationwide, franchising. Um, shortly after that, they found our company, Franchise Fastlane, and that kind of started the whole ball rolling. Yep. Okay. For those who don't know, like what does what does franchise Fastlane do? Sometimes people get confused and like who you're talking to and what they do. So what is what does franchise Fastlane do, and how do you support uh, franchisees and franchisors? That's a great question, and especially when you're looking at a very small emerging brand like Strong 3D. These yep. guys are excellent. They are tech founders. They are all about securities, and they know everything going on in the software development world don't know so much about franchise development though. So they outsource that to a company like Franchise Fastlane. We are the nation's largest franchise sales organization and we have processes in place that help candidates go through the system to discover, is Shrunk 3D the right fit for me? Yep. Okay. Uh, what, what, does that, what does that process look like for, for, for those who don't know or haven't been through it? Yeah, sure. So it's um, three scheduled calls and then an in-person meeting. The first call is just an introduction where we're going to get to know each other. I'm going to ask them some questions about their goals for business ownership, just to make sure we think Shrunk 3D is going to be a good fit for them. After that, we have a unit economics call where we dive deep into the financial aspect of the business. We look at current franchisees, what their numbers are like, and we build a full one-year pro forma of what their first year in business might look like. After that, candidates get invited to participate in weekly leadership calls with my founders, Zach and Micah, and our brand president, Tom Hodgson. They'll also get a chance to connect with current franchisees and ask them questions about their specific business. Um, That validation process, most candidates feel is the best best part of the process. After that, we look at franchise disclosure document. We review the big contract that they would sign if they become a franchisee. We map out their perfect territory. And if they're like 90% sure that they want to move forward, we invite them to come on down to Charleston, see these boots in action, get a statue made themselves. And hopefully that statue then becomes their focal point in their booth to show yep. other customers when they're a franchisee. Yep. Fun. Um, so yeah, let's talk about a little bit about the number side of it. So what does it cost to start up, I guess, one territory for Chunk 3D? 
One territory on the low end is about $172,000, which includes the franchise fee, the cost of the booth, and a couple other ancillary things that we might not be thinking about when you're like, I can definitely do this business, but we want to make sure there are no hidden costs for the candidate. On the high end, it'll be about $250,000. And that big swing is really just whether or not the candidate already has a truck or SUV that can haul the trailer. It only weighs about 3,500 pounds, so my Camry can't do it but my husband's Ford Explorer can. Yep. Okay. Um, so 172, 250, something in that range to get started. And I know in your the franchise uh, disclosure document, there's not enough data on the, the financials uh, to talk about performance. Uh, so your t- 22 existing franchisees, like t- talk about how, how did those people, like what process did they go through to determine that this would be a good investment uh, for them? Because you couldn't tell them how much money they can make, but obviously they've, they, they had confidence in it. So, so what did they do and, and how can other people, um, you know, what would you recommend? Yeah. Um, so what we do have in our item 19 is our average sale is about $280. Average gross profit for or gross profit margin for the franchisee is about 60%, a little bit greater than 60%. So this business has great margins. Every one of my franchisees saw this as a huge opportunity to get in on the ground floor of an industry disruptor. They are all true entrepreneurs who don't necessarily want the playbook. If you do one, two, three, you're going to have X, Y, Z results. They know that if you give them a challenge, they're going to succeed. And they see these as an awesome opportunity because they want them themselves. They've got kids going through where they remember what it was like having kids in their first tutu or their first baseball game. Those are the memories that they wish they had statues of. Um, coming in at the ground floor, you get nice, big, juicy territories. And there is no competition in this space. You are the only show in town. It's a really compelling statement for a lot of our franchisees. Yep. Okay. So they, they see that vision. And then... Then so so they're on these validation calls, potential franchisees, right? So they're, they're it's a group call. It's it's existing. One of your twenty two franchisees is up there talking about their experience, uh, and so will they share some of their numbers in terms of like I did X Y of E events and we sold X statues and like, mm-hmm. um, can you can you give us any idea of like a typical or not a typical but like the different ranges of events that they could go to the Halloween oh, yeah. HOA the high school thing and like obviously I'm sure a ton of people show interest in it but then you know how many of them are going to spend you know, $225. Uh, so like, well, so that's like the average sale to get sure. one yeah, stand in the statue is about one thirty. So it's yeah. not a huge investment. And if you're, it's class picture day the last yeah. week. And I just bought my kids class pictures and spent 130 bucks on like two pictures and they're not even smiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that flat picture. That's just going to live in a frame. Yep. These are a little bit more substantial than that. But what they will hear on those validation calls, um, one of our franchisees went to, in their first year of business, they were doing this very, very part-time. They did only 18 events in their first year. So that's about one every other weekend, a little bit less. They sold almost a 1,000 statues in that first year. They're averaging about 50 statues every time they move their booth. Okay. They will validate that story to be true. Another candidate went to, um, with one email, they scheduled a picture day with a seven and eight, seven and eight year old recreational football group in their community, 52 statues in one afternoon. 
And if we're just thinking, if our one, each of those kids statues is about 135, they're keeping about 60% of every one of those. It's not a bad little afternoon. Yep. That'd be about like $4,000 of, of gross profit. And obviously they have other expenses after that, but okay. And yeah, I mean, it, it seems that this is the type of business. It's like the hustle business. Like you said, the people who go out and they, they build in the community and they can go to events, you know, a couple times a week, right? You go into two, two events a week, you know, a hundred events a year, you're going to do a whole lot more than the person does 18 events. Um, That's very right? true. And Brian, when you're keeping 60% to the bottom line, you can afford to hire some some part-time workers, pay them an hourly wage and give them some commission towards sales that they make. And you can be a little bit more part-time than yep, going so you, to the So some franchisees are doing that. Maybe they're doing the sales, but then they got somebody else who's like actually going to the events and, and spending the time, you know, for three hours or whatever, whatever it is in the, in the booth. That's right. Um, so this thing's pretty this thing's pretty technical, right? So it's this booth, you walk in, I seen pictures, right? It's like a million cameras all, all around them. Only uh, 95 cameras. 95, 95 yeah. cameras. But talk about like the maintenance of this thing. Like, you know, I'd be concerned someone's not technical, this camera goes down, like the thing's not working, you got this line of people. Like, talk to me about like what does that look like for the franchisees and, and how they go about, I guess, learning how to troubleshoot and fix, like kind of on the on the spot. Yeah. So, well, that's never happened before where there's okay, great. <laughs> the customers outside yeah. and something goes down and they're yeah. panicking. Freaking out. Yeah. Um, my founders are software engineers who come from a long history of building things like this, and they did not want to become a tech support group. So instead, they built this to be as plug and play as possible. Part of training includes how to troubleshoot the booth. All the cameras are easy daisy chained to each other. You can check the power supply for each line, make sure that it's up and running. As many as 10 cameras can go down at any given time, and it does not affect the quality of the print. Okay, so there's a lot of re- redundancy. A lot of redundancies here. Thing. So they can, before they go out, they can like run a test or whatever, see everything's working, and then they're good to go. And um, I think you described too, they're pretty easy to replace and they have some extra cameras. So if something does go down, they just plug and play and then get a new camera back, right? That's exactly Um, right. But I can imagine over time, I mean, that they probably do require, you know, some sort of maintenance to these things. Uh, Again, technology. be changed on the trailer. (laughs) That's the only maintenance that I've heard of so far. Okay. How long does it take to get the statues? That's a great question. You're currently averaging about 10 days from the time the picture is taken to the time the customer receives it in the mail. We do like to advertise that it's four full weeks though, just because we want to under promise and over deliver on that. Corporate standard is going to be four weeks. Yep. And for just like to reiterate that the franchisee goes, they help click the, click the button and then they're done. Right. So from there, the, the, the franchisor, you've got the team of these these graphic designers, you know, using CAD, you know, CAD or whatever they're doing to then design these things, print these things, ship these things, right? And the franchisee has, uh, I'm, I'm sure there's email communication automated to the customer to know, hey, it's on your way, I'd, I'd, I'd assume. But franchisee is not um, handling that, that it's all taken care of. So customer service, that. like if they're, if they're, you know, where's my statue or, hey, this thing broke or like... It, all to the franchisor, like where does where does the franchisee come in and like the customer service support side of it post that's post sale? So that's right though. As it goes through production, customers going to receive different emails letting them know, thank you for your order. We've received your order. It's entered the production queue. Your order is shipped. Here's tracking. Kind of like the Domino's Pizza Tracker, yep. but this is the Shrunk 3D Statue Tracker. Yep. Um, 
as far as customer service goes, if somebody asks the franchisee, hey, where is my statue? They can check the portal at any time and they can see exactly where it is in production. They can even give them an estimate of it hasn't shipped yet. It's anticipated to ship on Wednesday or whatever the case is. If there is a customer service issue where let's just say um, a statue arrived and its little arm is broken off, it doesn't usually happen, but it could happen. Customer will get a pic, will ask, will send a picture. Hey, this is what we've received. This isn't right. The color is not right. It doesn't look like me, whatever it is. Arm is broken. Franchisee is going to see that picture. They'll let corporate know that something's gone wrong. It's not right. Corporate will then reprint that statue and no cost to the franchisee. Of course, if it's something like, this really does look like the person, but the person <laughs> says this doesn't look like them. I think in our entire almost three years of franchising, of being in business, yeah. we've had less, we can count on one hand how many customers Got have made it. It's yeah, the weirdos. Um, I think we always think that they just want a separate, sta- a second statue printed. Yeah, you're like, right, ship us that one back and then we'll, we'll ship you another one. <laughs> exactly. And we never get it back. There you go. Uh, so 10 days, is the goal to lower that? Like, is it possible or is it more of just like a production line issue? I mean, as the improvements with it, with AI get better and better, our designers are going to be able to move faster and faster. Okay. Because it's their help. work of designing these these statues. And I think you described like if they're holding something like a golf club or a, something very thin, how like if they don't think it'll print right, they're going to work to kind of fatten up, you know, for the exactly printing right. purposes that that thin that thin thing or the hat or like whatever it is. So it sounds like from what you described to me, these these the designers take a ton of work into you know designing this thing so that it will print and it will last and it will not break. Um which is which is great. I mean that's what you want. Like a high you, you know you're paying a, you're paying you know, for a premium a for something and you want high quality in return and not something that feels like super chintzy. Right. Absolutely. Um, especially people who have tattoos, there's special detail to mm. make sure every tattoo is high quality and pops on the statue. Yep. They do Comic-Con festivals. Oh, do we do Comic-Con festivals? <laughs> um, that will be, if a franchisee has a Comic-Con in their area, yeah. that will be their number a monster, one a monster event. Uh, here in Philly, you know, we got the Mummers Parade every yeah. you know January 1st. And so that, uh, there's always, uh, you know, a good the show. Costumes, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty. That's pretty interesting. What are some of the biggest challenges you think the franchisees face now, or that they're working through? Um, that's a great question. Biggest challenge is going to be why do I need this? They they hear it from customers all the time. This is something cool, but why do I need this? And the real question is, or the real answer is, you don't need this. This isn't something that is required to maintain your everyday life, but it definitely does enhance it. And if you've ever, if any of the listeners out there have ever lost somebody who meant a lot to them, sometimes the pictures and the things in your phone don't live up to the memory of who that person was. Um, my, I always get a little personal, but my father left a little too early and he loved guitars if I had a statue of him holding his guitar, looking so happy, it would be my favorite thing in the house. And I've got two kids who live here. It's just, I, I don't know. The you, It's not something you need. It's definitely something you want. But oh man, when you get it in your hands, it is the greatest thing you've got. 
Yeah. Hey, Monique, you have these photos, right? Where you're still like, they're like in your phone. You don't really see them unless you're like proactively going to look for them. And then you got to scroll through all these like other things to like find was, these memories and, yeah. you know, versus you have, you know, the picture or the statue, right? Of like your kid and, and their dog, right? Or, or whatever it is. And, you see it every day. It's always on the mantle. And it's just a constant reminder of yep. your life and your life story. Yep. Yeah, and I think for like p- people hearing this for the like for me for the first time I, when I heard about this, I was like, it took it took a while to like connect it, right? And I think that's like part of it because, like you said, it's industry disruptor. Nobody's doing this. Like nobody has this thing. So like even for me, I was like, what the hell is this thing? Like why would anybody do this? But then like you know, obviously we've talked multiple times, and I've started to see these statues. I've felt them, feel them, like you know, on uh, these different events. And you know, it is it is really really cool, and I could I could totally see the value, um, especially if I you know I've got young kids. I've got a two-year-old and an almost seven-year-old and yeah they're um, cute you know, now it's the you know memories and then you know if, if it was you know you know multiple events throughout the you know the years right and it became like a thing then you have like as your kids grow up these different statues and uh so anyway i think it's you know i think it's it's cool and obviously for the the right franchisee who wants to go out and like build their community and and kind of make people smile with this thing i think uh Absolutely. you know that's 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 what it is um well, Brian, we'll get a franchisee in Philly. Yeah, do you have anybody in Philly? Get them, get them coming here. Um, <laughs> trying to think of any other questions for you, but I think I think that's good. I think we I think you did an excellent job trying to describe this. So if if you're listening, go to just Google Shrunk 3D. You can see all Follow these statues. Instagram. Uh, Instagram. I think they're probably always posting up stuff. Um, and if you want to learn more or interested, just shoot me a message. Uh, or if you reach out to to Shrunk 3D, just let them know you, you heard about it here and. Happy to get you connected and, and learn more. So th- thanks again, Kim, for coming on and, and sharing sharing the story. It is my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. All right. I'll talk to you. Bye. That's all we got for this episode with the Business with Beers podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is to rate the show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you listen. Also make sure to link up with me on your preferred social media platforms, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find all my links at brianbeers.com. Please just share the podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember to take the actions others won't to live the life that others don't. 